Hello, Arizona. Welcome to the Legitimate Podcast. We are your hosts, Mike and Rochelle Polton. We're here to discuss the business of business to help you get ahead and stay ahead in law, business, and life. Today's show is brought to you by Polton and Royan PLLC. That's our law firm here in Phoenix. We help local business owners with all of the legal aspects of navigating the world of small business, from forming an entity to dealing with disputes and real estate matters. You can find us online at www. PNLaw.PRO or give us a call at 602-427-5613. So today's show is defining success, milestones versus endpoints. What do we mean by that, Rochelle? What's the difference here? What are milestones? What are endpoints? And why are they not the same thing? <laughs> In business, you have a lot of goals that you may want to achieve as a business owner. And knowing where you are in the process to achieving that goal is a milestone. So everyone's got certain types of milestones that they want to hit and on their path to success. And an endpoint is going to be where the business ends. All businesses must come to an end, especially if you're the sole proprietor or single member LLC. Are you going to sell? Are you going to retire? Is the business going to close? That is the end point, and you are in control of all of it. So today we really want to talk about defining success. What are important milestones for business owners and why exit planning or exit strategy is really, really important? Now, on our last episode, we also talked about defining success. That was the first of our defining success series. We had on as a guest Al Loveland with consulting firm Strabo. And in talking to him about defining success in small business, he really emphasized milestones. He was a milestone-oriented person uh, talking about how laying out a plan, forecasting how your business should be able to perform, and then executing on a strategy to achieve those milestone goals, certain levels of uh, KPIs, certain performance indicators at certain times. That should be a definition of success. Implicitly, I think, was his positioning on that. And I agree with that. And I think it's very important uh, for small business owners to use that type of a mindset, setting milestones and working to achieve them and feeling successful and defining that as success. But that's not often how small business owners look at things when they start out, especially if, if they're new to business ownership. Often people look at big picture personal goals that they want to achieve, like uh, achieving a certain amount of uh, passive income or a certain net worth, or uh, in some cases, people want to serve a certain number of customers or have a business that looks and feels big. And that's how they define success for themselves. And those are fine approaches initially, and those are really sort of personal motivations for getting into business and achieving in business. But when it comes to defining success, um, definitionally, you have to put a much finer point on it. Because order... you need to measure it. Yeah, you need to measure it. Measuring success <laughs> in business is really hard, and there's a lot of touchy-feely that goes into it. It's a big deal that you're your own boss, and you get to control your time, and you get to do what you want to do, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But when it comes down to it, you need to be able to actually measure success. And that usually entails dealing with the financials. Uh, those are numbers and they do not lie. So usually you have some kind of sales goal, a certain number of customers goal, um, how you're going to interact with your customers, what their experience is, and how do you measure something like that? Uh, you have them take surveys. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to come up with metrics. If you can't measure it, it isn't real. 
So if you're relying on things that are touchy-feely, if you just want a business that feels big, if you want to feel rich, um, surprise, you're probably never going to reach those goals because those are just personal opinions and, and emotions, not metrics that you can uh, work towards on a step-by-step -step basis. Um, and that's really, I think, one of the hard parts. If you had the goal of walking on foot from Phoenix to New York City, uh, as a handful of people have done, uh, or L.A. to New York City, you're not just going to set the goal of getting to New York City on foot. You're going to be making sure that you hit certain cities along the way. If you don't have a map and you don't have intermediate goals, you know, you've got to get to Kansas City first. Uh, you've got to make your way through Pennsylvania. Uh, whatever it is that you're going to do on your path to get there, if you're not measuring those intermediary points and checking those off as you hit them and making sure that you're hitting them on schedule uh, and ending up where you need to end up so that you reach your ultimate goal of getting to New York City on foot, then you're never going to get to New York City on foot. You may foot. end up in California. Yes. I mean, it's really <laughs> easy in business to start down a path and then forget that there are signposts and milestones along the way to make sure that you're actually on track for reaching those goals. So usually when you've got like a law firm, for example, you know, you have certain things that you need to do. You may have worked at a different company before and you were great at helping them grow their business. You were great at bringing in business. You were great at management. You were great with the staff. You were great. And then all of a sudden one day it hits you that you could do this yourself. Um, that's how most business owners get started is they were working for somebody else and they realized that they could make more money if they were going to do it on their own. And we also talked about that in the other show of how a number two becomes a number one. And that's usually how it happens. The entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial bug hits and you can't get it out of your head and you're going to start your own business. Well, the problem is now you do everything and you don't have a number two and you don't have organizational infrastructure. You don't have a marketing department. You are all of those things, including HR, insurance and accounting. So making sure that as a business owner, you recognize that you are wearing so many more hats than you were as the employee doing it is like critical for success. And you can start defining milestones based on like important things you know, hiring employees. <laughs> when you have uh, enough revenue and enough business to support hiring an in-house sales staff, an in-house marketing person full-time, those are important milestones. And we talked a little bit with Al in our prior show about whether to hire early as soon as you can possibly do it or to wait until you just can't stand it anymore and you have to hire. And he said, you can't generalize that. It's all a case-by-case -case basis, and I agree with that absolutely. In some instances, you may want to be hiring people to fill slots and get yourself out of your own business's workflow as early as you possibly can, uh, even if it's stressful to pay the salaries. Um, in other instances, you may want to do everything yourself as late as you possibly can until you just can't handle the, the work anymore before you bring in subordinates to do that for you. Um, either way, you're going to need to define that strategy based on what your milestones are and based on the end point that you're headed towards. What is your New York City? Um, what does that mean to you? And that's really one of the points that we need to get to in today's show is what is an end point? Well, 
businesses are not perpetual. Uh, only a tiny handful of businesses last a long time. Most businesses have fairly short lifespans. Uh, if we go past the ones that don't make it um, through their first year or two, uh, and we get into businesses that have successfully become established and, and grown, typically they still don't last more than several years to a few decades at the longest, uh, less than one person's lifespan, certainly. And there are a lot of reasons for that. But fundamentally, business is constantly changing. The environment in which a business exists constantly changes. And so uh, there is no such thing as a static business that's stable in the long run. The only way to maintain stability in the long run is to be constantly changing. Uh, it's like standing on top of uh, a bucking bronco. You know, you can't stand in one place. You've got to move with it. And if you're not moving with it, you're going to fall off and that business is not going to last. So you've got to consider when you start uh, how this is going to end up. Are you going to stand on that Bronco forever? Are you expecting your children to get on there and ride it for you? Uh, and how many generations is that going to last? Um, or do you have a short-term strategy where you intend to build a business that has market value um, as a business and sell it quickly? Uh, do you want an exit in a few years? Do you want to build something from the ground up that is attractive to purchase, either for an individual who is looking for uh, a small business to acquire, uh, something like a restaurant, a car wash, uh, lots of different types of businesses are very saleable if you do it right. Um, or are you looking to build something that will be attractive to private equity to roll up into a larger group uh, and perhaps even become part of a large public company at some point? Um, a much more challenging route, but much more profitable if you succeed at it. And these are things that uh, capable entrepreneurs consider from the very start. The exit strategy is a part of it. And maybe the exit strategy is that you do intend to pass it on to your children. If that's the case, you need to be facilitating that transition from the beginning. And you got to be sensitive to the fact that your children may not really be as on board with that plan as you would like them to be. And they may not even be well suited to it. Um, you got to look at the realities rather than desires when considering those endpoints and have contingency strategies in place so that you don't end up just closing. Uh, you don't end up at the end of your career needing to get out of your business, not wanting to do it anymore, even though it's profitable, and having no way to extract value from the thing that you've built and put so many years into because you've gotten it into a position where you're the only person it's worth anything to. It makes money in your hands, but it, it can't be sold to anyone else uh, and it can't be passed on. And as a business attorney, um, I see that pretty often. I see that a lot where people have built something that's successful in their hands, but they can't extract value from it later in their life or at the end of its lifespan because there wasn't an end point in mind from the beginning. It's really important that when you're in business and you're starting to think about what this actually looks like in five or 10 years, especially if maybe you've retired and you're doing real estate, even real estate businesses have a goal. You know, it's you, you're the agent, you're the one doing the transactions. Well, do you want to do that forever? Are you trying to build a team? What exactly is your goal here? You've built this giant book of business. Are you really just going to close it up and do nothing at the end of the day? So a lot of people end up kind of in that position. And the 
purpose of having a business law attorney is to help guide you through the process. Like what is your exit strategy? Do you, does your estate plan account for your business? Um, what have you done to take the steps to make sure that your business survives in the event that something happens to you? Um, you just want to make sure that you just take a moment and think about what is your endpoint? What really is your goal? Do you want to sell your business? Do you want to keep it going forever? Uh, do you want to sell it to an employee? Do you want to sell it to a family member? Is it going to fund your retirement? What exactly is your goal in your business? And taking a few minutes to just really think about that is important. And you're allowed to do it because you're the business owner and no one's going to do it for you. Absolutely. And if those goals are financial, if you're looking at financial milestones in terms of your income or your net worth, you got to consider that there are multiple ways to achieve that in business. You can achieve financial goals through income, cash flow from your business, but that's not necessarily the best way or the most effective way to get rich in business. And in fact, I think it's probably quite fair to say that that is not the way it usually happens. People who make a lot of money in business uh, usually don't make their money in the form of cash flow net profits from a business that they own and operate. Instead, they make their money in equity value. They make their money either in appreciation of real estate uh, or in appreciation uh, driving uh, increase in asset value in a company that they own. And of course, the only way to extract that effectively is to sell that company or sell an interest in that company. And that means either uh, an offering of stock to other investors who will purchase some of your interest from you or selling the company outright, either to another individual owner uh, or to an investment group that wants to acquire that company. And that means that what you are really building and the way that you need to think about your company is that you are not building the thing you sell, uh, the product or the service that you're providing to customers. That's not what you're building. That's a prerequisite. What you're really building is the organization that delivers it. And you need to build something that people will see as being rapidly scalable beyond its current size because that's where the real value is. The real value is in having a vision for how this company can easily continue meeting its milestones and go headed down the same track to achieve much greater things in someone else's hands and then selling it to that other person for a bunch of money. That's how you make a bunch of money. So if those are your types of goals, you got to think strategically to reach those endpoints and set your milestones appropriately and be looking at the right metrics along the way so that you can get to the endpoint that you want to get to. All great points. And that'll do it for our quick episode on milestone and endpoints. And we hope you found some value here. And we will see you next week on our next legitimate podcast episode. Thanks for listening. And we will chat with you next time.